we're on. Hello. Coming at you from New Jersey, the capital of misery, and the place where metal forgot to die. Once again, this is Here Lies Metal, the podcast that brings you the origins, history, and culture of everything metal. Once again, again and again, I am Maledictus, and this is... Which will be your host today, and overlords for today and all of eternity. Welcome. So, what are we doing today? We promised the fans something, like a few years ago. The fan. The the, the fan. <laughs> Hello, fan. Hello, fan. I think there's a couple of fans. There's some people that comment on our Facebook. I don't know who they are. And there's occasionally people that will email me, but they'll email me on. SoundCloud. I don't know why they're emailing me on SoundCloud. I never checked my SoundCloud. I did not tell you people to email me on SoundCloud. Did not give you my SoundCloud. Do not address. look at the SoundCloud. Yes, I don't look at that. SoundCloud is where is where our RSS feed originates. So, like, it, but I would like you guys to email me at the address that I told you to email me at, which was um, herelivemetal at gmail.com. You know, you can just email me there, or you can, con- you can contact us on Facebook as well. I'll definitely pay attention there. You know, the normal social media. I didn't know SoundCloud was supposed to be a social media source. I wasn't aware. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't know why you guys are even looking at it. You shouldn't even know those those files are there. I should just make them private. But then again, it's just another outlet for people to listen to them. But, like, who listens to podcasts off of SoundCloud? Weirdos. Yeah, like, what are you guys doing? But I appreciate you guys. <laughs> and I'm surprised I didn't get back to you guys because I know a couple of you guys. Like, there's a couple, and, I, and it was, like, months later. And I was like, oh, this guy emailed me. And he was saying actually nice things about the podcast. Bye. I'm like all those people at Psycho. But... Anyway, um, we promised you a couple of weeks ago we would do a, another playlist episode on this time Swedish death metal. The companion piece to the Florida death metal yeah. episode. So we've got that all compiled for you, a playlist, a nice playlist. And, um, Very you know, nice. We didn't know that much about, well, I didn't think I knew a lot about Sweden. I mean, I realized I used to just listen to it a lot when I was younger and I didn't even notice but um, I didn't think there was much of it, but there's actually a way more than Florida death metal. I think there's a lot more bands, way more. It was there were definitely more, a lot more into it than like Florida. You could like name a couple of bands, and they're obviously the really big bands, but you could probably count them on your fingers and toes. Like overall, the bands from actually from Florida, but you know with Swedish death metal, there's just like dozens. Well, I think Sweden's just more of a cultural hotbed than Florida. Yeah, it always has been. So once that little scene evaporated and just kind of dispersed throughout the world, uh, really nothing else going on in Florida. Yeah, ever since. But there'll always be something going on in Sweden. Yeah, ever since ABBA, it's just been it's just been up, up and up, you know. And 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 um, Aha, remember Aha? And in Europe, remember Europe? You know, ever since that. Death Same. metal came right out of there. Right. Yeah. It was. It, it, it did. You'll see Direct it a lot of ways. Line. Melodic death metal. <laughs> Europe was the originator. Thank you, Europe. Thank you, Europe. Europe used to open and close with that song, which is the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. I mean, it's the song we all wanted to hear. That, it is, you know, it's like Metallica opening and closing with Enter Sandman, which they probably do. I bet people would love that. Yeah, I'm sure the fans would have no problem with that. They wouldn't, like, cringe. They'd be like, yes. Let's get this started. All right, let's do this. So um, today's episode is on um, Swedish death metal. So what do we know about, what do we learn about Swedish death metal? So um, there's two kinds, right? And there's two scenes, apparently. And as far as we know, they haven't killed each other. I think they're friendly. Yeah, they're they're not. They're they're friendlier than Norwegians are just like, 
even though there's next to Sweden and there's Scandinavian as well, there's not as like, I mean, you know, Norway's a NATO member, so they're a little, a little more warlike, right? I mean, you know, they're obviously interested in the defense of Europe and they're a cooperating power. I think we're getting a little too meta here. <laughs> and um, like if there's ever a war in Europe, like they are part of it. They have a military. Like Sweden, on the other hand, is like, no, like we're not going to do that. We're not, we're not, you know, we're not contractually obligated to fight. But Norway actually is. But the Norwegians are a little more like capitalistic. They're a little more they're like everything. Right, we're not talking about Norway today. We're but talking about Sweden. They're just meaner. <laughs> are they not? They're like me. They're, they were like the real Vikings. They're just like were they? Yeah. Well, that Viking show is about Norway. You tell that to a Monomars. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. They're Swedish. Huh? <laughs> they're like no, it's Swedish. Are Vikings right, too? Let's focus. Okay. Two scenes. Yes. Yeah, First scenes. scene. Cities. Two scenes. King- two kingdoms. Cities. The tale of two cities. Number one, Stockholm. Yeah. What's what's kind of um, death metal is coming from Stockholm? Kind of the the raw the raw yeah. death metal the caveman death metal. Yeah, if they have mouth breathers. Close I guess. brother to uh, I would say the Florida scene. Yeah, not really, but kind of. It sounds a lot more like the Florida scene yeah, than the other one. Yeah, their mouth breathers are different from ours. They're a different kind of mouth breather, For but they're sure. still breathing out of their mouth. They are. You know, they could be Swedish mouth. They're not all like sophisticated over there. You know, free healthcare doesn't help all of them. Did they have okay. free healthcare back then? Probably. Yeah, why wouldn't they? I, they I don't know. I don't know. That's true. I don't even know. But <laughs> maybe they didn't. And what's the other city? There's another city. Gothenburg. Goth- it just sounds like a, a dark Gothenburg. You know, and Gothenburg. this is probably the only reason anybody ever talks about Gothenburg, Sweden. Yeah. Is the phenomenon of melodic death metal. Yeah. In uh, contrast to the, uh, you know, the more primitive uh, raw sound of the Stockholm area. What are you doing? I was adjusting your level there. Go ahead. Carry on. I'm the DJ. <laughs> I'm the sound guy. I'm the DJ. Uh, yeah. Um, but it was more influenced. Um, not that our death metal wasn't, but um, it appears it's more influenced by punk and D-beat stuff rather than the thrash. The Stockholm scene. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think our so. death metal is also, there's a lot of influence from hardcore and stuff. But it, it, but it drew from thrash, though. You could say that. It was like the next step. You know, our our death metal. I mean, show. I feel like I hear a direct line from Possessed to the. Oh sure. Well, it's not yeah, and, uh-huh. and Possessed is technically a thrash band, but they're like at the you know the edges of thrash, the frontiers, into the you know even Slayer in some way is, um, but yeah, it's it's from a different you know it's from more of a European standpoint. You know, there is a lot of differences, and it goes a lot different. You know, but um, they have a certain sound though that we didn't. Whereas someone like Chuck Shell Dinner was using, um, I like I like to talk about gear, you know. I'm gonna gear gear nerd you for a second. Um, Chuck Shell Dinner was known for using, um, he's getting his distortion tone from a, from a Marshall Valve State amp, which is a like a hybrid amp, which is one of the worst amps there. I owned one, okay. You know that was his sound, which is kind of funny. You know, it's just really a shitty sound. I'm not making, I'm not, I'm not downplaying Chuck Shell Dinner in any way. But the Swedes were known for their chainsaw sound, and we all know that in two minute popular. Um, from if you're if you're a pedal geek, the HM2, which is back then in the '90s, I remember everyone had one, but now they're impossible to find because technically because um, I read because Entombed literally bought them all. <laughs> Entombed found every because it's if you want that sound, Entombed like listen to Entombed. That's the HM2. It's called the Chainsaw. You know that sound. Basically, you turn everything up to like eleven o'clock. You know to, to eleven on it. 
and um, that's the sound you get, and that's the sound they all use, and, and a lot of people are using that sound today, and even today, like, to get that pedal, I go on the pedal board sites all the time, I mean, that's like, you know, the most, probably the most popular boss pedal, besides the, um, the Super Fuzz, which, you know, is the Electric Wizard tone, um, yeah, so, uh, it's, it's funny how, you know, that works, pedal culture is, is a funny thing. Uh, but that's just, yeah, if you're, yeah, that, that is really what powers the sound. It's just like a simple boss pedal made in Japan. I'm going to be honest, like, yeah. I don't hear too huge of a distinction between the entombed, uh, scene yeah. and the Florida, some of the Florida bands. Um, if it, there's, there's a, there, I mean, if you're really it's, into the tone, there's, there is a distinct, just, um, mid-range boost in that Swedish tone that you could tell like that pedal is being used that the Florida bands don't have. The Florida bands more have this gutted sound. Um, I don't want to call it like a dime bag sound, but like it's more gutted, whereas the Swedish sound is very thick and very midsy. So you're saying the the difference is really gear and maybe in well, no, recording there's definitely, method? No, there's definitely, oh, there's a recording method too, which I don't even know how to get into. But, um, you know, and, and of course the music you're playing, but there is a, 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 dis, a distinct difference in the tone of... Um, but I'm talking like like the songwriting, the actual song. Oh, no, yeah, of course there's a difference, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, they're very different, I think. I think the, the Swedish have that more European style, uh, especially with the melodic stuff. It's a lot, it's I would say, like, yeah, the melodic, definitely. I'm not, but I'm talking about the Stockholm scene. Oh, oh it's like the more heavier, like, like the, yeah, like the more raw stuff? Like stuff like Entombed. Like yeah. Entombed has their own sound, they're their own yeah, band, sure. but I, I don't think they sound like a totally different scene from the Florida. Uh, well, Entombed is a band that went through, over their years, went through many changes, too. Uh, yeah, well, let's, let's stick to the beginning. Left-hand yeah. path. Yeah, for left-hand path. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I feel like it's a completely different sound than, say, someone like Death's first album. It's a lot well, yeah. thicker than But what about, like, Death's Obituary? Okay, like, someone like Obituary, okay. Like, Obituary, like, the early, late, late 80s, um... Florida death metal bands, they're a lot more thrashier. Well, I'd say early Entombed is extremely thrashy. But it's like thicker. It's so much thicker though in sound and recording, to me. I guess know, that's what I'm trying to make the difference here. Is like yeah. the actual songs. Like if they had recorded at more sound with that equipment. Yeah, yeah, more sound is a different thing. And I think the Swedish thing is Sunlight Studios. Yeah, I, I don't know their, if that's like all of them, but that's like the I name that really comes up. I don't up. think it was as iconic as yeah, more as, sound, as more. Yeah, I don't think it is. But there was there was definitely really. a number of albums that did get recorded yeah, at Sunlight. But it doesn't have that iconic thing as as more sound. But it was somewhat iconic. Yeah, <laughs> almost iconic. Um, I think the Europeans were a lot more into their sound. They were. Or maybe it just happened to turn out that way. But I like the sound of, say, Entombed more than, say, like the first, you know, Slowly We Rot. Mm-hmm. Like, I would definitely be like, oh, that's a good. Cause, and, and that's the sound I kind of grew up on, you know, having friends that were into more of the Swedish stuff and definitely were not into the Florida stuff. You know, like, I didn't grow up on the Florida stuff at all. You know, like, that really wasn't on my radar. The, the stuff from Europe was really being pushed on me by the kids I was hanging out with. And that's why, like, you know, I became kind of like that tone snob early on, you know. And I am not a tone snob. I know you're not, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's always been something that was in my wheelhouse, you know, just being like, oh, that's how it's supposed to sound. That's the tone zone, bro. And that's uh, <laughs> Never say that. Yeah, the tone zone. That's what, you know, the boomers say. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that's um, something that was uh, that, that was kind of, you know, in my 
in, in my conscience from a from an early age anyway for but, sure but this was all in uh, parallel to the Florida scene happening at the absolutely same time. same time late 80s same uh, trajectory mm-hmm. peaked at the same time declined Did it yes. decline at the same time yes absolutely and you know and of course the Swedish death metal I think never I mean the Florida death metal kind of stopped at one point you could say like the Swedish death metal like well it guess it stopped but it like that sound continued I mean it continued to get worse but it continued to evolve into different things. and we'll get into that later um, but I think you know it's the basis of, of a lot of like standard um, radio metal today you know well we'll get into that yeah we'll get into that but it's, it's funny how this sound because I think it has a lot much more lasting effect than Florida death metal. Of course, it's definitely a huge resurgence oh, in death metal now. in general today. You know, like I think the death new metal wave of old it school is. death metal. Absolutely, just along with thrash. It. Yeah, it's it's back very strong. A lot of people are doing death metal again. Some are doing Swedish style death metal, definitely. Um, a lot of the, like the popular bands are doing Swedish, and some are doing Florida style death metal today. You know, it's the thing to be in. So how come nine doesn't? Yours show it all. Is, no, you're down here. So, oh, yeah, you're. I have this. Okay, call. everything's fine. But you're you're got this little bitty wave going on here. But you're you can be heard. You can just cut this part out. No, no it's fine. We could we could just go wrong. Right. This doesn't matter. Let's get started on this playlist. All right. So um, I didn't want to get to the origins of this stuff, but we're gonna get to one small. Well, we went over the origins origin. on the Florida death metal. Yeah, which they the same all, origins. Yeah, you could really. say they all were into like those bands, obviously, because some of those bands are European as well. Yeah, but, the Swedish. Swedes were definitely listening to all the American yeah. stuff. Yeah. But for Europe, for extreme music in Europe, I think these guys were very important. You know this band, people. This is Bathory. Time to take a Bathory in blood. Um, this is Bathory with For All Those Who Died from the Blood Fire Death album. Blood Fire Death. And um, obviously Bathory is like just... They, they're they're obviously major Venom fans. They're they're named after a Venom song, pretty much. Um, they were formed by Quorthon in the early day. Um, in the early days, they also had um, Jonas Ackerland, famous director Jonas Ackerland on drums in the early days. The guy that directed that movie and directed many metal videos, actually a couple of Metallica videos, actually. And uh, Bathory was, is a good starting point for all extreme European metal, whether it's black metal or death metal. It's really sort of like a starting point. You know, it's before, you know, it's around the same time as Hellhammer, I guess. You know, but definitely a huge proponent in, in the next steps if you're going to Celtic Frost and whatnot. Everything, really. But, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I I definitely hear this is much more of a black metal yeah, band. This, yeah, definitely. Um, but but these guys are Swedish. Yep, they are so Swedish. So I think they're definitely Norwegian. very inspirational to their yeah. fellow countrymen. Yeah, and they're starting to sing about Vikings and, and stuff. And they did, they, I... I think they might have been the first. Yeah, um, start doing that. I I think what Bathory made is considered Viking metal. Um, they kind of like alternated like doing a black metal and then like a more strict Viking metal album. Yeah. Um. So we're the theme wise, you know, they definitely. I think, I think they introduced that theme. Sorry, more research needed. Yeah. Um. They would go thrash in the 90s? Yeah, yeah, they definitely changed their sound. You know, I think a lot of people weren't listening to these guys. I think most people don't really care about these guys' catalog in the 90s. But yeah, it, it went thrashy. They, and they went thrashy at a time when thrash was like, you know, like it's kind of over. Dumpster. <laughs> and it's like, oh, let's do thrash. Oh, yeah, thrash. And everyone's like, okay, boomer, you know. But um, yeah, but uh, unfortunately, um, Corthon died in 2004 um, of heart failure. 
So he was really the powering force behind that. So the bang kind of really wasn't a thing after that. But um, yeah, this raw scene definitely, I'm sure, influenced the the Stockholm. Yeah, scene. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's it's tougher. It's not. They're not trying to be melodic at all. It's very venom like. It's very simple. It's very uh, very mean. I think this Venom started all mean and metal was because of Venom and Motorhead. Like that's really it. Motorhead's not mean. You know, they're just rough. Yeah, yeah. Like Motorhead that. wants to party. Like Venom doesn't want to party. They want to just you know pretend to kill you anyway. Um, so yeah, that's that's really came. We're not gonna get into the roots. We're gonna go right into it. We're gonna get to the early like late '80s Swedish death metal. So here we go. Next we have Nihilist. Shreds of Flesh from um, the Nihilist album. This is like basically from an album of their early cuts from 87 to 89. Now, this is an example of early Swedish death metal, obviously, but this band is really the starting point of all of the important bands. Uh, it was formed by Johnny Head. I'm gonna have trouble all these names. Hednulund um, and um, the remaining, you know, in this band, members of this band would be for, would um, all go on to form Entombed. This basically was Entombed before there was Entombed. So that's why Nihilus is really kind of like one of the first names that will come up. So, and um, this is like a lot meaner than Florida stuff in 1987. You think so? Yes, I think. Oh, 87. Yeah, in 87. Whereas the Florida bands were still kind of thrashy. Like, this is like, like at a new level. Like, all the kids are like, oh, you think obituary's cool? Yeah. Listen to this. And this is like really early for this vocal style. This is really early, yeah. This is, um, stuff. I don't, I don't know if this gets enough credit. It doesn't. Like, I, you know, I had never heard of Nihilist before. I mean, I'm not, this stuff was never, like... The, the roots of this stuff was never on my radar. When I got into this stuff, it was like the mid-90s, which was the absolute height of this of this type of music. So everyone was kind of listening to it. So, but I would I was not aware of the roots of, of uh, Swedish death metal at all. It's about to get thrashy. But, yeah. Yeah, it's still the and stuff, so it's, yeah, this part is definitely thrashy. But, yeah, Nihilus is basically like where it all kind of came from. It's where, you know, we got into it from. It's, it's the same thing. But you'll find that this scene is very incestual. A lot of members, you know, especially with the, you know, the whole entombed thing. There's definitely members coming in and out of there, going to different bands around them. It's it's just the way, you know, it's a scene. So let's move on. Oops. This next band is called Carnage. Um, the song is called Infestation of Evil from the Dark Recollections album. This is an early um, Swedish death metal band. These guys would um, go on to form Dismember and Arch Enemy, actually, members of that. Uh, we'll get into that later. This is formed by Michael Arnett, who, um, yeah, I believe was an Arch Enemy, right? And John Leva, 1988. Uh, they only, this, this band only had one album. Um, no, actually, Arnett went on to Carcass, and then he went on to Arch Enemy. So, yeah, I was still Carcass was totally British, but not all of them. I mean, Michael Arnott. Yeah, not Michael Arnott. Does not sound like a, yeah. a Swede, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, maybe, you know, who knows? But um, I don't really know much about him, but I'm not... More research needed. I'm not obligated totally to do... Um, Dave Rubin of Metal. I am the Dave Rubin of Metal, people. <laughs> I'm the Dave Rubin of Metal. Um, you know, Ben Shapiro didn't go to my wedding. Um, but... Um, So they only released one album. Why is this important? Um, this was an important band in the 
early roots. Got a lot of the scene of guys. Swedish death metal. Yeah, it's, it, it had a lot of the scene guys that would go on to form, obviously, major bands in this scene. Uh, other members include Maddie, Carrie, and Fred Estny, uh, who formed this member, who will be a very important band as well. Uh, so this is just another band um, and a good indicator on in how incestual this Swedish death metal scene is. This was oh. like a practice band. Yeah, all these bands were kind of practice bands. They were Before like, they went know, on to their final forms. Yeah, this is this is the beginning. This is like the early stages of it. You know, kind of like when thrash started. Kind of like when you know, every time when, when American death metal started, it's all the same thing. It all kind of starts in this small, you know, this small community, and it kind of grows. And those members kind of branch out. You had these sort of like this original sort of pantheon of uh, guys that would really power this scene. But this is um. What do you think about this sound? I enjoy it. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely legitimate. I enjoy the Stockholm scene. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my flag in Stockholm. Yeah. Uh, once we get to the. Uh, I mean, every on uh, more mellow death stuff. But, yeah. Uh, because you know a lot of the Swedish death metal that I heard in the '90s was a lot of mellow death, and it was kind of like the basis of where music was to go. Um, and yeah, I liked it at the time. You did. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is, you know, it's very Euro, obviously. You know, obviously American death metal bands weren't touching shit like that. <laughs> but, you know, I thought it was kind of cool because it was a little bit gothy in a way. Let's we'll move on. Maybe we'll hit one. You know, oh, we definitely will. That's inevitable. But, you know, I, I was kind of definitely open to that when I was a teenager. I was definitely into a lot of these um, melodic bands. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Okay, next. Oh, it's Dismember. We were just talking about these guys. Dismember. Override the Overture from the Like an Ever-Flowing Stream What a beautiful record. album title. Yeah, they're, they're, they're better at it. They're more colorful <laughs> with their titles. You'll, you'll, you'll see. Um, you know, rather than, uh, you know, titles like Fucked with a Knife. You know, they're, they're a little more they're a little subtle, right? Some of them Override are. the overture. Yeah, it's a little poetic with these guys, whereas the Florida guys are like, what? <laughs> you know, they're like, yeah, easy dz There's no culture in Florida. No, there isn't. In, unless you're an atheist. Atheist uh, was definitely a little nerdier. Or even like Morbid Angel are talking about like Cthulhu stuff, but that's kind of, uh, that's kind of uh, beneath these guys as well. This is a very stripped down sound. Yeah. Yeah, this is very stripped down. It's, it's raw. It's not overproduced. Um, yeah, which, you know, it's kind of a thing over there. You know, it's kind of synonymous with the black metal bands. Very stripped down. It's, it's not really production. I'm not really interested in that. Very bare bones. But these guys are another early pioneer Swedish death metal band. Considered one of the big four in the Stockholm scene, if there was such a thing. I didn't know. Yep, there is. And, who, um, who are the other three? That would be Entombed, Dismember, um, Grave. Grave. And um, and who else? Unleashed. And was it unleashed? Yeah, no, it was unleashed. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, that's a thing over there. Obviously, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Was never aware. <laughs> Does of that. everyone have a big four? I guess everyone, everything has a big four. See, I always like to call out like, you know, the big four of thrash metal. Then I like to call out like the second string big four and like the third string big four. It's like, yo, if we didn't have these guys, then we'll have these guys to the, back them up. The little four. Yeah. Well, I just call the second string big four. You know. But, you know, and so on and so forth. But, you know, I never really was get, you know, knew enough about this, this sort of music. So this is a learning experience for all of us, really. Because, um, like I said, I was exposed to this music as a young person. But, you know, I never went that deep into it. 
know. And we're going to be doing a lot of episodes of shit we don't really know about. Um, to, you know, in, in the coming episodes. We're even going to do episodes on music we hate. On, on forms of metal we hate. Stick to the topic. We'll stick to the topic. We're listening to Dismember. Dismember. This uh, album is from 1991. Is this one from 91? Yeah, this is a debut album from 1991. For, so. Features former members of Carnage, as we, do, as we talked about before. And um, this member is actually around today with uh, with its original members. They're still playing. They're on tour, probably at like Walkin or something. I've never seen them come around here. But, um, yeah, this is more of like a like this seems like something that you might hear out of Florida. You know? Yeah, that's that my kind point. Of like, you know. I don't I don't hear a huge difference. Like, sure, maybe in production, if you're a gear snob or like. You know, a tone style. Yeah. Not all of them are, are doing but that. Stylistically, not they're all like, of them. They're like brothers. Yeah. Not all of them have that thick and tuned sound. This this these guys are very like bare bones. Yeah. These guys are really like you know we put a microphone in the middle. Of the okay. Room. The bands have their own sounds. Yeah. But yeah, the I, big I, I ones. I think the distinction made between Florida and at least the Stockholm scene is a little bit overblown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's definitely no melodic stuff coming out of Florida, really. Um, but, yeah. Okay, for, let's move on to the, the, the probably okay. the, the number yeah. one of the big four. Yeah, so this is probably, this album is equivalent to, like, Scream Bloody Gore of of the of the Florida scene, I think. This is Entombed, but Left Hand Path. This is, this is like, the, the album that made it all. You know, obviously the big four member here, Entombed. Um, the most recognized... Swedish death metal band by far. You know, this is what well, people think of. Of this of this scene. I think yeah, I, was, of, of I the think the metal death bands got bigger. Oh yeah, well, yeah, well they yeah. But, they definitely have a number to come. And we'll get into this. Um but this was a formed by, you know, the remaining members of, of the defunct nihilist, um, Nick Anderson and uh, Alex Halid and Leif Kosner. Um, they recruited singer LG Petrov from the band Morbid, who was actually um, the drummer for um, Dead from Me- Dead, who would join Mayhem's original band. Of course, Dead came from Sweden. He's not Norwegian. This and LG Petrov was um, the drummer of his band. So interesting little fact there. Maledictus likes giving you little facts. But Everyone so- knows each other in Scandinavia. They do. They all look. Oh yes, that guy Sven over there in Oslo. Um, yes, we're going to we're going to move over to Oslo and join the black metal scene. Um, that was like a Russian accent. But anyway, uh, this is Crash their debut album. This is you know the album that made them, and uh, you hear that HM2 sound. This is um, this is where it came from, and this is why these. I think maybe these guys didn't want anyone else to have it, so they bought every HM2 in existence. I mean, why else? Yeah, I think I mean, it's the they, conspiracy. What, do they keep breaking them? Uh, you probably. The boss pedals have been known to, like, even though they're invincible on the outside, on the inside, sometimes, like, all the wires come loose and stuff. And especially back then, I've had a number of 90s boss pedals just completely fail on me. Anyway, um, Nick Anderson would go on to, um, interesting fact, the Nick Anderson of this band would go on to form, um, the helicopters. Did you believe that? With the hell? Did the helicopters play Psycho? I don't know. Were they there? Were they there? Or was that Fu Man? No, Fu Man Chu was there. Were the helicopters? I think the helicopters were, they were there one year. I don't know if it was... Not last year. It wasn't last year. Okay, I'm pretty sure they came one year. But anyway, that's interesting that a guy from this band would go on to form helicopters, which are, you know... That's, it's Sweden. They're like the they're ultimate... They're into a lot of stuff. They are. 
they're like the ultimate Swedo, like re Sweden, like retro rock band. You know, like they're like that. You know, I, I I've had them on a list before, on on um Bjorn on Bjorn Too Late, on the Bjorn Too Late episode, you had helicopters on there as kind of like the basis of all those bands. And yeah, and really, and he came from this band. Interesting. Uh, Alex Halid. Actually, let's save this part because Tim's gonna return. Okay, we'll get into that. And, yeah. Okay, we'll get into that. Okay. Um, but Entombed is actually still playing today. There's two. We'll, there's we'll, two we'll get of back them. To that. We'll get. We're, we're going to talk about that. We'll get into that. Okay. But this is Entombed, and you know, probably the most. One, this is really the um, album. This is like the death. This is like the death. If you listen of... to one, which until now I had. <laughs> listen to this one. Okay. Here we go. Next. This is Grave. Another big four band. Um, the song Obscure Infinity from the Into the Grave album. Um, obviously a pioneer Swedish death metal band of the Stockholm sound. That doesn't mean they came from Stockholm. They were just in that scene. So, just you know, so you know that. So you can be like, they're not from Stockholm. Yeah, but, you know, they're, they're following the, what's going on there. So, it's like Sparta versus Athens, right? That's what it's like. You know, in, in Athens, they're kind of like the melodic people. And in Sparta, they're like the raw people. Think of it that way. If you know your Greek history. Yeah. That's what I'm going to compare it with. Okay. But, um, these guys are still around today. And they're... Uh, they are? Yeah, they're... they're um, with their... Um, featuring only their founding singer, Ola Lindgren. Ola. Um, yeah, and they're still doing that sound. I was listening to some of this stuff from today. And uh, they're still doing this sound. They're still keeping it real. These guys have a bit of a thicker sound. They do! This is a thick sound. And, more uh, brutal. That's more, a pretty... More Florida, I would yeah. say. For early 90s, that's like a, you know, like a really aggressive sound. You know? Like, it's really, that's a next level. But then just power of anything that was Florida at the time, for me. You know? Even more than, like, DSI or something. It's more... And I don't know if these guys are super edgelords like these. I don't know if they're going around being like, I am the most evil person ever. You know, I don't know if, I don't really know how these guys really conducted themselves. I don't know, I think when you're in a Scandinavia, it's just more acceptable. Oh, some of them are pretty edgelord, but I don't, you know, I've, you know, heard some stories about some of these guys, but, you know, and obviously some of these black metal guys were definitely like, I am the most evil, edgiest person ever, you know, in, in all of metal. I am the most brutal in all of black metal. You know, there's a lot of that. Well, maybe black metal was, like, sucking all those people into that scene. Yeah, and I don't think the black metal people like these guys. You know, they thought these guys were wimps. It's like, whatever. I think these guys are heavier than the black metal guys in every way. But I guess it wasn't really about that. I don't think black metal wasn't trying to be heavy. No, it wasn't. It was more like punk rock. Maybe they are like, oh, you guys are too overproduced. You know, forget with your stupid HM2 pedal. You know, these guys are like, no, we just, you know... We just plug in our metal zone and we, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it worked there. You know, I don't know what the gear wars. I'm always interested in the gear wars, you know. That, that's what I, that's all I, that's the reason I do this. I just want to know what gear. It's I'm like not, a new podcast. Yeah, the gear guy. Gear wars. I'm sure I'll get play, as many listeners as this. Um, I'm the guy who, you know, when we stand up front at every concert, I'm looking over the monitors, you know, the floor monitors to see what's on Matt Pike's pedal board there. It's like, oh, what is, you know, I can't, oh, shit. Like, like, you know, when we saw Midnight, I couldn't see their pedal board because it was the, kind of behind the monitor. I was kind of eager to see what pedals they were using. I'm that guy. You know, I'm like that nerdy guy who's like, what are they using, man? 
you know. All right, we heard the whole song. That's it. It's short. This is um. Cemetery. Cemetery. Grave. Cemetery. Grave. Cemetery. They're very original with their names. Entombed. Um, entombed. It's all about death. Um, this is called Red Dead from Cemetery. From an evil shade of gray. That's kind of like that Grateful Dead album. Um, a, a touch of gray, but this is an evil shade, right? That's, that's, not, that's not a funny joke. What? Remember that Grateful Dead? Never mind. <laughs> Remember that Grateful Dead record in the 80s, Damon? No. It was terrible. I hate the Grateful Dead. I hate the Grateful If you like the Grateful Dead, I hate you. I hate them. They're terrible. Anyway. Another pioneer band, early 90s. Um, these guys have a gothic style going. This is almost melodic, right? Listen to that. Like, you're doing that sort of orchestrated stuff. This is when that stuff started coming around. You know, a lot of these bands, being that they're European, because no Americans would do that or know how to do that or care to do that, um, they sort of have that almost like... And it's a thing that black metal would do as well. Like, if you listen to that cut again, we'll wait for it. We'll keep listening, and I'll call it out when it happens again. But it was almost like sort of like this Viking sort of opera kind of thing. And there were definitely bands that got into that. These guys aren't taking it that far. Like, some bands would have, like, opera singers and stuff. And I, and I, you know, and I found some of those bands that that were considered important death metal bands. And I, I didn't put them on here. I was like, that's too much. What, what's one of those? Um, I think it was, I, I can't remember their name because there was a lot of them I went over with. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that under Euro Metal. I don't know. I can't, I just couldn't put them under. I was like, that's too much. Euro Pass episode? Yeah, I was like, I, I can't put this, I was like, I can't put this stuff on here. Like this is too much. This is too melodic. Like this is taking it too this far. This is definitely. This one is definitely less brutal. Yeah. Like watch. Like these guys are actually having like they're having sort of like raw parts, but then they'll go into melodic part. I'm just waiting for them to do it again. So do it again, damn it! Look while I'm talking about it. But anyway, this band, this band was formed by Matthias Love Mom, 1989, and uh, they're no longer around. This is a, guy, a band that is no longer with us. Damn it, play that part again. So why are they important? Um, I think they're one of the earlier bands to go for that melodic style. Um, of course, it's not totally there. there. There's parts of it. Like that, there you go. Like, like even right there. Like, they're having this kind of slow down part. You know, with sort of like, it's not a... It's, you this know, band wasn't afraid melody. to... Uh break outside that box a yeah. little bit. Yeah, they're definitely like not trying, like they're like, hey look, we can have these sort of riffs that, you know, you could kind of hum along to that you could remember. So, you know, they're kind of a turning point in a lot of these bands. But, yeah, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that like that, like Viking part again, so. So whatever, guys. This next song is Unleashed. We talked about these guys before, a very important band. This song is called Crush the Skull um, from Shadows of the Deep album. Uh, not only is this a pioneer band formed by the formerly mentioned Johnny Hedlund of Nihilist. This is like the other guy that didn't go to Entomb. Um, this is Viking Death Metal. These guys are doing um, the Amon Amarth thing way before Amon Amarth. And I feel like Amon Amarth is more like romantic about the Viking guys. These, are, these guys are like brutal about it. They're like, you know, like rape stuff. Like that's what we're, that's what Vikings do. We're not, we're not, you know, it's not about you know, riding on a long ship going la 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 la. It's like we're gonna fucking kill you. Crush um, the skull. Crush the skull. What more do we have to say? Um, interesting fact, Dave Grohl, when he was doing Probot, if you remember, uh, 
who else was in the pro was the guy from Queens of the Stone Age on that was that right? I don't know I don't really follow Dave Grohl yeah but he was doing this thing that uh, he was I think he was playing drums on it uh, he had asked um, Johnny Hedlund to uh, contribute to vocals obviously Dave Grohl you know he has a wide range he has a wide net of music we know that we're not going to deny that uh, he wanted to contribute vocals to Probot, but uh, Hedlund's name came up as uh, kind of one of those guys that are in the, uh, you know, there's, there's guys in Scandinavia and in America that, you know, they got some views and stuff and they put it in their metal. So he's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. And we don't know if that's true or not. But we don't know if it's true? No, I don't, I don't have proof on that, but his name came up, so I'm, I'm going to go I mean, as far was, as that. There was nothing beyond the yeah, I, mean, I, didn't look, I didn't look into it, but okay. he obviously denied it, and he was like, no, I'm not you know, and it was a cool but thing about Dave it. Dave Grohl wouldn't let him on his yes, album. Yes, but yeah, anyway, it was decided that he would not be on the album because of, you know, and, you know, I guess someone like Dave Grohl wants to be safe. Dave Grohl is Mr. Safe. As, you know, as Guar said about, as Odorous Yorongus once said about Dave Grohl before Odorous died. And by the way, Dave Grohl found this very funny, which, you know, Dave Grohl has a great sense of humor. He's like, he's like, Dave Grohl actually had his front teeth removed so he could fit more dicks in his mouth. Uh, more record industry dicks in his mouth. Um, that's what, that's what um, the wonderful poetry of Dave Rocky said about Dave Grohl. And David Grohl actually said that about Dave Rocky after he died at, on a concert. He was like, he was like, he's like, Dave said that about me and I am honored. Because I, I would be honored too if Dave Rocky made such a wonderful poem about something so poetic about me too. So, you know, that, that was funny. But anyway, you know, that's, you know, David Grohl, obviously, he's not going to step too far. He's not going to have a Nazi on his album, basically. You know, he would have any kind of, uh, you know, rumor that the guy is involved in the, um, in the darker web. I can't believe you didn't finish the research and you can't tell me yeah, if the guy's a I Nazi. Really, I didn't really care. I was like, alright, whatever. I, I care. Like, I want to know. I was like, he probably was. Probably was. <laughs> I was like, he probably is. So I got to, you know, they didn't have him on. I just wanted to go as far as they didn't have on the album or whatever, you know. You know, uh, he's part of the intellectual dark web. That's what he's part of. He's not a Nazi, okay? That's what he is. He's, uh, he's into that. He's just gonna do the dog whistle? Yeah, he's, uh, he wants you to clean your room. Clean your room, okay? Clean your room. Just clean your room. That's what he's into, okay? No big deal. Um, hey, look at this. Remember this song, people? This was really big. This was huge. This was on Headbangers Ball. I have this CD. Somebody gave it to me. I have the original one that had the Wolverine artwork on it. This is Entombed again. Why would I put Entombed again? Because this song really started the height of Swedish death metal. This, like, really introduced, like, hey, this is going to be a thing now in the mainstream of, in the metal world. What year did this come out? 93. Um, and, you know, and it would be uphill until, like, 95, 96. So did the U.S. not really know what was going on in Sweden? I think um, um, in the mainstream, no, I don't think it did. This... Like, it would be hard to get left-hand path. Yeah, I don't think that was... Here. Yeah, I think you really had to know. You had to be cool to like, know about that. Maybe in the city. Get yeah, yeah, if you were, like, one of the more turned-on people. But if you watched Headbangers Ball on MTV, you would not know what left-hand path is. You would know what this is, because I remember it. I'm like, oh, what's with this video with the Wolverine on it? It's like, oh, they this comic book metal or something? I didn't know who Entomb was back then. Everyone told me they were good. I was like, ah, right, whatever. I'm not into this. But this was a huge song. Um, uh, like Groovier. Huh? Like Groovier. Yeah. So like Groovier. Yeah, and, and Entombed would go that way. Entombed 
would, you know, and I'm not going to continue on their catalog, but it got very dynamic with them, you know, like, like some death metal bands in a way, um, in America, even, it happened with some of them, um, but, yeah, this is one of the most popular Swedish death metal songs ever, I think. Like I said, it was on Handbangers Ball. Honestly, this doesn't sound that far from obituary to me. Yeah, right? It's like that. It's more of... Maybe that's why it got popular here. <laughs> you know what? They also had a little bit of controversy with their Wolf. They used Wolverine art on the uh, cover, like Marvel art. And I don't think they were authorized to, so they had to change it. However, I have the original CD with the... Supposedly it's worth money, I don't know. It's locked away in my desk here, right over here in the drawer over there. Wait, it's in the sitting. It's in there. <laughs> I keep it safe, just in case. Um, it's like having gold bars. Anyway, so. What's this song? This I used to listen to constantly in the 90s. Uh, this is Edge of Sanity. This is as melodic as you can get, I think. This song is called Velvet Dreams from the Purgatory, the famous Purgatory after the Glow record. Uh, this was introduced to me by friends in the 90s. Uh, you know, this wasn't on the heavy radar. Like, you had, to, you, know, you had to be cool to know this back then. You know, and my friends, they were kind of switched on. And, you know, this got played for me. And I liked this. And even Gary liked this. Gary loved this album. He loved this album. He was a, he was a huge fan of Dan Swano, let me tell you. So, anyway, like I said here, this is melodic and prog. This is a really different direction in Swedish death metal. I used to not even think it was Swedish death metal, but it absolutely is. This is found by the famous one-man band, Dan Swano. 1989, and um, he would go on to make a concept album titled Crimson after this in the uh, the various uh, catalog of of um, Edge of Sanity, which was a um, a concept album about uh, a future and a post-apocalyptic future where men can't breed. Very interesting. That might have been why people kind of got out of these guys. I don't know. Then he made a sequel called Crimson too, which I did not. You know, they kind of had me at this album. I was like, oh, that's cool, and I didn't continue. But, um, Dan Swano is the guy, he's kind of like the session guy who has been in everyone's album. There's a list on his Wikipedia of all the albums he's been on. He was even in an album, he was even in a band called Ghosts. And at first I was like, he was in Ghosts? I was like, oh my god, he was the drummer of Ghosts? Like, no, it was a different Ghost. It was not the same Ghost. I was like, oh my god, let me tell, I tell Samantha. Dan Swano was the drum, was one of the, you know, unfaced, you know, the unmasked, uh, or masked, session drummers for Ghost. So he could take credit for Ghost for his album. Yes, but it's not him. But it's not, not him. No, it's not. But he was also in Therion. He was in Marduk. He was in Catatonia. Which I think was some super group featuring um, was, the guy uh, from... Catatonia's gonna come up again later. Yeah, I think it was the guy from... They're not uh, death Opeth metal. In them. Yeah, they were like crazy no, stuff. No, no, he wasn't. But uh, they've worked together. But it was like, was it some sort of super group? Catatonia? I don't know what Catatonia was, but their band members like to be in super groups. Yes. For sure. Okay, so it's sort of like that thing. Okay, but Dan Swan has done everything. Right? And he's done, he's done a lot of like one-man stuff. He's like the guy that just does everything. However, um, it never really got him too much fame and fortune. Um, he was, um, until recently, apparently he worked in a music store in Sweden. It's like, oh, hey, it's Dan Swano. Hey, he's like, hey, you want to buy this guitar? So, yeah. He just like working at the music store. Yeah, he was, you know, he was just there. So, he's also a lefty guitar player, which I thought was funny. So I always call those guys out. I'm like, hey, lefty, lefty. Uh, yeah, that's Dan Swano. Yeah. 
Dan Swan, you can just tell stories about this guy forever. He's, I don't want to call him like the Chuck Shell dinner of, because he's not, that would be a, kind of a bad analogy. But um, he's definitely a big name in the background of Swedish death metal. But he's definitely a melodic guy. He's into stuff that is not super heavy. He has those, he has a huge dynamic vocal range. He'll like sing and then he'll growl. You know, he's, he's that guy who can really do it all and play everything. So shout out to Dan Swano. Um, I know. like this a lot better than a lot of melodic death metal. Um, yeah, and this album is good. You should listen to the Purgatory Afterglow album. It was a huge part of my teenage years. So I had to dig this album up for this playlist. I thought it was great because um, it means so much to me. And I listened to it so many times. Anyway, let's move on. It's really good stuff. And, it, you know, it has that sound. This band is called Dissection. More, you know, more single word things about gore <laughs> and death. Soul Reaper from the Storm of the Lights Bane record. Um, this sounds like black metal. Yeah, this it does. is the Gothenburg scene, actually. That last beat is. Uh, yeah, this is very black metal. And some of these bands got what that year way. Where is this from? Um, this is probably 94, 93. You sure this isn't black metal? Um, <laughs> a lot of them can, are considered. Well, well, these guys kind of act like black metal. We'll get to that in a second. Um, I think they were called um, black death metal, black and death metal. That is a thing. Yes. This is probably an early example of that. Um, but this band, you know, was kind of a, a, thing, a thing in the mid-90s, during the height of, of, of the Swedish death metal. You know, obviously they were part of that Gothenburg scene, which is definitely more black metal. Um, they split up what? in 97. The Gothenburg scene was more black metal? Um, no, no, I'm saying um, these guys are more black metal. Okay. Than, but they were part of the Gothenburg scene. Um, and, and that's a little bit melodic, you could say, because black metal isn't death metal. Nah. You know, it's, it's got that kind of, you know, it's kind of but got that. But it's not melodic. Um, but it has it's like atmospheric. a, it's not as like riveny as, um, makes it like something what Entomb would do, you know? Not as drummy, you know? Not as like, I want to hit things too. It's atmospheric. But this band split up in 97 due to the, um, this is sort of like a, a Varg <laughs> little adventure here that no one ever knew about. Uh, the lead singer went to jail for killing a uh, homosexual Algerian man named Joseph Medor in the park in Gothenburg. Um, founding vocalist uh, John Nodvite, um, he was known as a member of the Temple of the Black Light. So he was involved in some sort of culty thing with a friend of his. And they basically murdered this guy. This sounds like some black this is a, metal shit. This was a whole thing. It was, it was known as the Keller's Park Murder. It was almost like that other guy from, uh, that guy that was involved with Varg that killed the gay guy in the park. Oh, what was his name? Yeah, uh, was that, um, which guy was that? That was, um, uh, Faust. Was it Faust? Yes. Faust, yeah. Faust. It's a very similar thing, you know, but it was a totally different thing. This is obviously in Sweden. That guy did that in Norway. Um, but yeah, a very similar kind of thing. And it was considered a hate crime. Uh, but the guy only got like 10 years. In Sweden, like, you do something terrible, like, you get like 10 years. Like, that's a like max. It's like, and he was out in 10 years, and he formed the band again in 2004. Uh, it was more of a melodic um, band at that time. But uh, Nordvite eventually committed suicide in 2006 because um, he's probably a terrible person. Anyway. So that's the story, the quick story of the Kelly's Park. It sounds movie. like black metal to me. It, yeah, it's pretty much black. And I mean, there is Swedish black metal. That could be yeah, another. I mean, yeah. I don't think it, no one deserves all its own episode. Yeah, I figured I'd put these guys in. You hear that? That is black metal. This is yeah. black metal. I, put, I figured I'd put these guys in. They kind of had a... Their name kept coming up. Dissection. Very... Okay. 
important name. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, this is also like a huge band, you know, a huge classic band, um, at the gates. Is that is that festival even in, in Norway named after? Mm -hmm. I don't Beyond know. Beyond the Gates Festival. I don't know. I wonder if it is. Anyway, um, I doubt it. Slaughter of the Soul from the Slaughter of the Soul album. Melodic death metal. These has guys are arrived. absolutely as as melodic as you can get. They're definitely one of the pioneers to that. Big name, of course. Um, they're at the forefront of uh, of that kind of thing. You know, mid '90s band. Uh, but they actually broke up in 96 uh, due to their part departure of the founding Broger, Bro Broger brothers. But they reformed in 2007 and um, once again in 2011 with uh, all the original members. So they're playing today. But you know, obviously At The Gates is a name that still comes up today that I never really knew about. Like I always heard the name, but I never really kind of inquired as to what they were. I but. think it was one of those things where, you know, they had, like, middling success while they were active earlier. Yeah. And then they split up, and then when they came back, they're like, we're really big. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, yeah. Like, everyone discovered them. It's like, oh, you know, at the gates? Yeah. It's like, everyone caught up. Yeah, they definitely, you know, uh, excited a lot of European kids and um, annoying yeah. metal kids here. These guys are not afraid of production as no. opposed to the, uh, the caveman yeah. people. Yeah, this is production. Yeah. We want to hear. We want to hear the things the guitars are doing this, now. This is um, no chainsaws. This is from uh, late '90s, early 2000s. Um, this song um, from the Slaughter Soul album. Uh, let's see. Let's see what it. No, it doesn't say here. Uh, anyway, it's from that era, um, and it sounds like it could be from today. Like a lot of stuff sounds like this today. Like these guys are a very good. Um, Indicator of a, of of where like general like radio metal is going, and I think they're a huge influence on it. And, and like, oh yeah, like this sound definitely exists today. Like these guys were doing it back then, twenty years ago. So, like this sounds like any of those bands you might hear on Liquid Metal. Thing. Not like, not, I'm not talking about like a, a commercially radio, but you know like. Like, if you listen to satellite radio, if you listen to, like, the liquid metal station, like, this is the kind of shit they play. And a lot of the new bands sound like this. And, um, I'm not into this sound. Call me a boomer. I'm not into this. I like new bands that sound old, okay? I like, I like Power Trip, you know? I like Power Trip. They're a new band in a newish band, and they sound old. You know? That, that's, uh, that's what I'm into. So, I just can't get into this stuff. Let's, let's, uh, move on. Move on. Uh-oh. Okay, this is obviously a huge name. And all of metal these days. This is their older stuff, though. You, you'll probably, you know, maybe you never heard of them back then, but they were around since the early 90s. This is Arch Enemy with Losing Faith from the Black Earth album. This is before they had the ladies singing for them, both ladies. Um, Arch Enemy, you know, I guess it goes back to the 90s, mid 90s, actually. And um, they're very different, and you know them today. They're a very different band today. You know, of course, they featured uh, you know an American in the band, Jeff Loomis from Nevermore. But before, you know, back in the day, they were very, they were more of a, a real, some melodic Swedish death metal band. Yeah, I'd say they're still a melodic death metal band. Yeah, it's very different, you know, you know. But this is before the days of uh, Canadian Idol winner Alyssa like White Galtz. This uh, just uh, sounds a little less produced than what they're doing now, but that's yeah. kind of normal. Yeah, today it's very. Um, um, but this is before they had uh, Doyle's girlfriend. Doyle's gonna beat me up. I, I would say if you liked Arch Enemy back then, you probably still like them today. Maybe. They're not a big difference. Yeah, but they just, you know, they have this Canadian, literally Canadian idol. Like, she's like, 
Avril Lavigne of metal. I don't know why no one gets that. She's like... I think everyone gets that. Not for I don't real. think people like Argentina. And, and I'm not bashing her for being a girl in metal, okay? Before you think that, like, I just don't think she's legit in any way. Um, You know? Like, that's all I'm going to say about her. Like, she, she, she won wa- Canadian Idol, okay? She was in another metal band before yes, this. Yes, yes. That was called... Um, I forget. Uh, I have it here. Where is it? Uh, she was in a band called uh, Agonist. Yes. You know, and they were, you know, they were Canadian band. You know, you know how Canadian metal bands are. You know, some Canadian metal bands are great. Others are really cheesy. You know, she's like, well, you know, the latter of that. Anyway. As we talk more about m- Mellow but, Death uh, bands, these are the big names. Yeah. This is, we, yeah, this is, you know, obviously. Our is definitely one of the most successful yeah, bands and on and this list. And they're clearly doing it back then. I mean, this is not like, like, like listen to those guitars. That's very, just very normie. You know, that's not brutal. You know, for the normies. But um, after um, they had uh, their um, John Leva, the original singer, they actually got uh, a German lady named Angela Glassow. So they kind of switched that, say like early two thousands, and um, and then they got you know then they got Alyssa White Ghost. So they went for like the female lead. Um, but. This, of course, is before that. And these guys were originally kind of formed to be a super group. Um, believe it or not, Arch Enemy featured Carcass guitarist Michael Arnott. We mentioned him before. Carcass drummer Daniel Erlinson and, um, and John Lee, the former singer. Um, he was a vocalist for Carnage. Actually, we mentioned that before. So this, this band's kind of interesting. Let's pause it here. And... Um, Eventually, uh, they were joined by Merciful Fate bass and King Diamond bassist Charlie D'Angelo. So this band actually had a bunch of very um, interesting people coming interesting in and people out. In it. Um, not a great band. After uh, in 2012, Chris Arnott um, quit the band. Michael Arnott. Uh, Chris is his brother, oh. who was not in anything. He didn't come from anything big, and he was replaced by Jeff Loomis, who was from Nevermore, the prog. Metal band up nevermore, and that's where they are today. And they have uh, Alyssa White Glows, Glues, Alyssa White Glues. Why does she have two names? Lots of people have two names. Yeah. Um, I read about her. She's um she's Jewish actually, and her grandparents were Holocaust survivors. So I don't want to make fun of her that much, but and she wrote songs about it. So, but I just don't like where she kind of. I don't like her roots. But hey, I guess you know I don't know. Like if she just came from nowhere. She has and, a history uh, of being an asshole. Yeah, um, yeah, oh yeah, and there's that. And and, and, and her and Angela Glassow are kind of guilty of this together. Angela Glassow, by the way, is still their manager. She's still with the band. She's just not singing for them anymore. There was a recently, last year, maybe you heard about this, there was a photographer, a Dutch photographer, who's also a lawyer, so he knows about things. Uh, he, he's a concert photographer, like I was, and he had shot pictures of them, whatever. And they proceeded, you know, to use his pictures for commercial purposes. But he did not give permission. Like, basically, they used them to sell their clothing line. Which is like, hey, you know, you got, I'm not okay with you guys doing this. I didn't give you permission to do that. These are my pictures. You know, he said, you could use them if you want for your promotion. But don't, you know, use them for other people's No, what he asked thing. was either they take them down or they they donate to charity. Yes, that's all he asked for. the pictures. Yeah, he wasn't like, give me money. And Alyssa just, like. Yeah, they gave him a, and Angela, and Angela, who is their manager, was just like yeah. They gave him this him. total attitude, and um, and it was like, some bullshit. Like, you could never shoot us again. He's like, like that's, guys, that's fine. Just 
just give a little bit of money to charity and, and it's all fine. Yeah, like they were just yeah, like that did not shine. That did not reflect kindly on your organization by treating right. that guy that way. Let's move so, on. Yeah, I don't like I don't like these guys. Arch well, enemy. the music is bad. Yeah. Sorry, it's pretty bad. Uh oh, here's another. More Maladeth. What's this? Oop, what did I miss here? Oop, wrong one. Sorry, missed. Episode six six six. Episode 666 from the Inflames. Inflames is obviously another major name in, um, like, is this even death metal? This is, like, very normy. It's from the Horacle album, by the way. Horacle. Well, my, I was thinking that Mel Death could be its own episode yeah, or something. Yeah, I think it could it be. It is very different. Yeah, it definitely uh, could be, for sure. But this is very, like, not, I hate to say, not brutal. This is, this is not brutal. Um, this just sounds like, I don't know, it's just normal music. Um, these guys, uh, in flames, of course, they're, they're, they're a thing today, obviously. Uh, they're synonymous with melodic bands like Soil Work and At The Gates and Dark Tranquility. They're in that kind of that big four, I guess. Um, this band actually has, uh, no original members upon their formation in 1990. Interesting. Um, these guys are the quintessential melodic band from Gothenburg. Um, very melodic, as you can see. Um predecessor to um a clear predecessor to like metalcore and deathcore like this is where this is a gateway drug to that sound we have today with a lot oh, of we can definitely blame melodic death metal on uh, we can blame metalcore on melodic death metal for sure. yeah especially bands like Inflames. Like they are a real you are guilty gateway like and you can hear it it's like this is not new stuff this is like 20 years old so, and, and this sounds like it could be any band today. Like, I ser- like you could put this on Liquid Man. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's that new band? Um, yeah, you know, they began their career. They, if you listen to their older stuff, it's, it's authentic. But like many bands, they changed their sound. They went for more, you know, this is more of a commercially accessible sound um, as they got to the end of the 90s. Because obviously the end of the 90s were a troublesome time in metal. I don't have to tell you that. Things were definitely getting thrown around and a lot of people were making bad albums and I think these guys just kind of continued making bad albums um, so and it worked for but them they it worked for very some popular people. I'm sure a lot of people would play you out of doubt yeah a lot of people would agree to make whatever boomer well you know someone who would probably agree with you yeah I think it's some our next people. guy yeah so here we go this guy I, I make I talk about this guy all the time and maybe you didn't know, but you probably did, because this is kind of public information now. This is repugnant from the heck, the hecatome, heck, hecate tome, hecates. It's like hecate and tomb together. Hecatome, hecatome album. Um, the song's called "From Beyond the Grave." Um, and guess whose first metal project this is? My first metal band when he was a child. Um, Believe it or not, there's not a lot of info on this band. You gotta really go to the Encyclopedia Metallium. But surprisingly, there isn't. I don't know why there isn't a huge amount of information on this band. Um, they made like two or three albums, I think. Um, but his um, guy named Mary Gore was in the band. This is from 1999, by the way. A very young man named Mary Gore, probably like 19. Um, he would eventually move off of this to a pop band called Subvision. And then he went to another pop band called Magna Carta Cartel. And that didn't work out either. So he became Papa Emeritus. You might know him as Tobias Forge. Before all of the uh, the pop, you know, that we call Ghost, 
Um, he was into death metal. Pretty legit death metal. He did it pretty well. He had a pretty good band going on. Yeah, I'm into this. This shit, stuff honestly. is completely legit. It's non it's non melodic. It is from Gothenburg. I believe he's from Gothenburg. Um, no, he's not. He's not from Gothenburg. He's not represent Gothenburg. No. This is definitely not a Gothenburg sound for sure. I don't know. What, he's not from Stockholm either. Oh, he's from somewhere. In, okay, he's from somewhere. But this is not the kind of music that would come out of God. This is not melodic at all. This is 100% legit stuff. In 1999, when, um, you know, this stuff was still pretty relevant, kind of. I mean, in a time when metal was kind of all over the place. But, um, you know, Republic, you know, Republic didn't last terribly long. They broke up in 2004, but reformed in 2010. I mean, he was trying to do this in 1999. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is, you know, a shit show. I don't even Wrong know. time. Yeah. Do this now, yeah. it'd be great. Oh, yeah. If he did this now, he Bring would be... Bring back Repugnant. Oh, yeah. Well, he did come back in 2010 for Death Fest to do a one-off show. But that was even before, like, this... That, that was kind of at the beginning of this new, um, resurgence of death metal. But, um, yeah, if he did this, like, now, and just didn't say he was Tobias Forge, you know, of course, everyone would know this. I mean, I think the majority of Ghost fans would not be into this. Yeah, I think they'd be like, whoa, it's a little too brutal, bro. Um, like, oh, that's scary. This doesn't sound glorious to cult. Uh, but, yeah, this is so completely legit. He wasn't, uh, you know, he threw this at the wall and it didn't stick. You know, it was like when I was doing, like, music like this back then. And I was kind of talking to my friend that was in my band back then. I was like, why didn't we do anything? He's like, well, he's like, we were in a pretty bad time for metal. And, and it's true. Like, when I was playing music like this, when I was a teenager, you know, um, it was it was a declining time for metal. So, you know, and that's what this guy was going through. That's why this didn't work. But it would totally work now. This would 100%. He could go on tour with um, Gate Creeper, and uh, people would love this. You know, this would work really well right now. Say more two molds. And two molds. Two molds, Gate Creeper, uh, Repugnant. People would love the shit out of this. It would fill arenas, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. People would go I don't know about crazy. arenas. But it would fill well my theater. It would fill mid-sized clubs. People would go crazy <laughs> over this shit. It, it would be out of control. So, All right, let's talk about something that on. does fill an arena. Okay, yeah. We These guys played at Psycho, but for some reason, we saw um, Power Trip instead. Some I don't know, reason, I don't know why. why. We would why wouldn't we, over this. Why wouldn't we want to hear this relaxing, melodic prog Death metal. Um, this, of course, is Opeth. You all know Opeth. They're huge. I like that part when we're at Psycho and like uh, Riley from Power Trip was like, "You guys want to stop playing so you go see Opeth?" I'm like, "No." Want to go see Opeth? I was like, "No, I'm too busy drowning here. I'm good. <laughs> I'd rather drown." He was joking. He was joking. Yes, I know. He was. Uh, He's because he knew Opeth is. I'm not gonna say like they Power suck. Trip. You might like Opeth, but they're not necessarily. They're very different. Anyway, who has time for these guys when Power Trip is playing? I don't know. Um, this is Opeth with Godhead's Lament from the Still Life album. Now, these guys with their album names are very poetic. <laughs> Let's read. Uh, these, guys are, these guys are actually Stockholm-based, believe it or not. But they're not doing the Stockholm sound. So it's, you know, that's give or take. That's a label maybe sometimes. Um, I and mean, the Stockholm scene is over at this point. That's true. This is later. This is, you know, early 2000s. Uh, these guys were in around since 89, but, you know, whatever. They weren't, like, huge for most of the time. Um... Of all the bands on the list, Opeth by far is the most unusual and dynamic. Uh, some of their catalog, you know, not in this particular album, but um, goes jazz. I'm not even kidding. It goes jazz. Um, I feel like they're only here as a technicality because they have some death metal material. They do. 
but they are not a death metal band. No, we can't. Anymore, we so. can't deny them from that scene. No, but now, now they're kind of like the mass. I call Have them the mastodon. I call them the Swedish mastodon. I don't know why. I don't know if that's an accurate description, but that's what I call them. Uh, um, now I call them. I think they're a bit more interesting than mastodon. Oh, they definitely are. Yeah, they're definitely more dynamic and mastodon. But anyway, let's continue. Um, these guys have a lot of. Some say dynamic, I say schizophrenic um, acoustic interludes in their song. Even in this album, it's even going to happen in this album. Uh, bracketed by full-on non-melodic death metal, like in between. So it's crazy stuff. I mean, if you're like one of those like music snob guys, like you're like, yeah, this is great. You know, um, not to mention synths. They have synths too, and mellotrons and they things have it like all. that. They have everything. They do everything. Um, very dynamic, as people say. Um, I always call these guys a Swedish Mastodon, like I said before, but, you know, they're probably a little more sophisticated than Mastodon. Um, Opeth is a band with a devout following. I, you know, the fans are kind of like Tool fans, in a way. Um, not as annoying, though. Know. They don't talk Most to you about... the same sort of people. Yeah, well, they don't talk to you about Fibonacci sequences, I think. I think they don't. I've never had one talk, you know. But I've been scolded about these guys not liking these guys before. You know, which you'll get from Tool fans. Um, this band was formed by David Eisberg in 1989, but um, departed early on. Was placed by Michael Ackerfeldt, uh, that guy with the mustache, you know that you see in all the pictures. He looks like a silly dude. <laughs> he looks like a death metal dude. He looks like a silly nerdy dude. Um, Ackerfeldt, uh, he looks like he should be in like fish or something. Um, Remain the visionary and leader to Opus to this day. Um, the word Opus, believe it or not, this is where it gets poetic, is uh, from a Wilbur Smith novel called The Sunbird. Opeth, or Opit, is the name of a fictional Phoenician city, uh, which means City of the Moon. Yes, did you know that, Florida Death Metal fan? Uh, I can just picture this horde. That's this so horde. beautiful. That's beautiful. That's very non... That's not. That's very brutal. Um, I can just picture... I can picture these Cannibal Corpse fans in Florida, like, drinking beer, just being like... Just, just giving this they're like. This. They're already not listening to this. <laughs> yeah, but I can just imagine if you told them that. It's like you know, it's like that scene on on Trading Places or when Dan Aykroyd is like, it is an uproar. It is La Bohème. It is an uproar, and the cops are like, what? The I mean, this fuck is beyond progressive death metal. This is it's Prague. Pro- I would it's say it's Prague. Uh, it's one. It's like Genesis, man. It's. Is this like the height of their death metal roots here? Like, does it get more death metal than this? Uh, no, no, the earlier stuff is more. Okay, I why are we listening the, to that? This is like the changeover point. Okay, why are we listening to this? Still alive. Because I thought it was a perfect point. I didn't want to get to the early stuff. I wanted to go to okay. stuff that really showed us a good midpoint with Opus. And this, I think this album, to me, this album is that. After this, it yeah. gets crazier and crazier. I and mean, you definitely can't think of an American or really any other band, I would say, that started from death metal and went into this. Yes. I mean, there are progressive death metal <laughs> Fans. I mean, they were but always from the more, beginning. They're still death metal. Yeah, this is not death metal. Even from the beginning, though, their early albums, you knew they were gonna, they weren't gonna be normal. Like yeah. they were definitely, like not. Yeah, they had the acoustic parts. They didn't have the jazz yet, but they had like. There's some open stuff I kind of like, but I've never it, really got into them. It's not bad music, it's but not bad. I don't know these guys. I don't hate it. Are good. I don't hate it. I would have gone to see them. I would have sat through their concert. If, if, sorry, you know, Power Trip. Yeah, if, if Power Trip wasn't there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I like we it. wouldn't have gone back and sat in the room. We would have gone to see Opeth. Yeah. Okay. But we got to see Power Trip and almost drowned. So I would much prefer that. Um, best Power Trip show so, ever. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. See, look at this acoustic. Like this is just, just so dynamic. It's very difficult to be able to do something like that. So I've got to give... Very talented people. I will give these guys endless credit for being like Genesis. You know, like, it's like, wow, you guys are really, um, 
All right, onward. Challenge it. But anyway, let's get back into the let's get back into the brutality. Um, this song, this band, is called Necrophobic. I guess that means you're afraid of having sex with dead people. Dead people. Or just afraid of dead You're people. You're afraid of dead people. Dead people? I'm afraid of dead Who isn't afraid of dead people? How original, guys. I'm totally... Well, no, guys. I'm totally a language people. issue. Yeah, they're necrophobic. It sounds yeah. scary, but it's really not. It's not that scary. It's just like you don't want dead people. I don't want dead people, okay? I don't want dead people in my house. Not at all. You know, they used to do that. Yeah. They would just keep dead people Yeah, around. they used to have your funeral parlor in your living room. You know, if your grandma died, you know, at yeah. home, that's where she would be for a while. Yeah. And, and by the way, I just want to reveal something to you guys um, quickly. Maledictus fact. You know when you see those, those post-mortem photographs? You know, like you see a lot of those Victorian post-mortem photographs of like dead people sitting down and like posing with people. Um, they're not actually dead. Um, what? Yes. They, back then, you had to use long exposures to shoot people. You needed to like, you needed like a minute sometimes. Listen, this episode is long enough. I just want to get into this real quick. I, I'm busting a myth. A lot of people thought, like, a lot of... You don't most, need to do that. 99% of those photos are not of dead people. They look dead because they've been sitting there for, like, a minute. And they, then they used to have to use, like, little things to hold them in place. But they're not actually dead. Like, dead people are, like, those ones you see laying down in a coffin. Like, they did not pose people back then. Okay. That is not true. Right. I thought... It, I was Necro, hoping it was true. Necrophobic. Necrophobic. Anyway. Cult of Blood from the Blood Hymns album. Yeah, this song probably isn't very long, so I have to rough. Uh, Fall of 1989. All these bands are Fall of 1989, it seems. Like, every single one. Um, by drummer Joachim Sterner. Sounds like an SS officer. Uh, don't they all, though? And David Parland. Uh, his band was originally named Rain and Blood after the Slayer song. Um, this is a Stockholm band that is considered black and death metal. And I can hear that. This is a good example of black and death metal. It's got that... So why is this band important? Um, because everyone told me so. I don't know. <laughs> told yeah, because everyone told me. As in my research, they're like necrophobic. You know, he's those bands. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I can't figure this out myself. I have to see. I mean, they sound the stuff. fine. Yeah. I'm not, not hating it. I've got to follow all the stuff that was laid down before me. Okay. You know, um, by that guy that wrote that book, that Villian Points guy, who kind of wrote the chapter on um, Swedish death metal. What was his name? What? That dude who we saw the video on. What was his name? That Swedish guy. He kind of wrote on... Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, he told me that this band was important. <laughs> Wondering why. Well, <laughs> he, he's a Swedish guy. probably thinks all Swedish bands are important. But yeah, he brought my attention to give credit to these more obscure ones. And then if we play this and someone listen to it, some real Swedish guy may be like, what about necrophobic? You guys don't know anything. <laughs> we don't. And I'm tired of you guys <laughs> calling. I know I'm Dave Rubin, but, okay? I don't know. I don't, I don't mean to share necrophobic. I think this sounds good, so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe get into them. Yeah, it's legit. It's They're still, still around. They're still around. Only, um, only drummer Joachim Sterner is with the band. David Parlin passed away at one point. But, um, yeah, these guys are, uh, yeah, still around, so. But this right. sex band is huge today. Huge, 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 huge. One of the biggest death metal bands. And I don't know if I want to call these guys melodic, but... Oh, um, they are. You think they're melodic? They yeah, are they 100% have kind of melodic. I guess they have those kind of parts. Some people won't call these guys Swedish death metal, but then what the fuck are they? They're like, they're Viking metal, but yeah, but you can't... Viking metal no. isn't really a genre. No. Well, it's more connected to black metal. Yeah. These guys have Viking themes. Yeah, That's a Viking sure. war chant right there. Yeah, they're... <laughs> but, obviously, uh, these guys have been into the Viking things since day one. It's what they do. But um, the actual musical style is definitely a melodic death metal. Yeah. 
And they prefer that themselves. Yeah. They don't, you know, you call them Viking males, they're like, no, we're male all death. This is Amon Amarth. You know these guys. By the way. They're big. They're huge today. They have this big, huge stage set up with this Viking ship. I mean, it's huge. It's like Kiss. Um, the ancient sign of the coming storm from the fate of Norn's album. This is a Stockholm band whose uh, heart is in Goldenberg. Let's say. Uh, Amon Amarth is one of the most popular and iconic Melodeth band known for their heavy Viking themes and their shows like I mentioned before. These guys are often incorrectly termed Viking metal. However, um, their sound and the band's own um, preference makes them more accurately classed as melodic death metal. Beautifully written by Samantha. We have just said that. Yes, I said the whole thing over without even reading this. I said the same, but continue reading. So, Amon Amarth originally formed in the early 90s and toiled in relative obscurity until the 2000s released albums such as With Odin on Our Side and Twilight of the Thunder God in 2006-2008 when they fucking made it really big. Yeah, I never heard of these guys back then. It wasn't No, they've been around since the 90s. Oh yeah, no, obviously I read that, yeah. But I didn't hear of these guys until 10 years ago. Yeah, and these guys are still going hard today. Yeah, big time. They came out with an album this year. And they'll probably continue until they are felled in battle. They're the next big thing. Um, and, um, and I don't want to compare them. They're like not me. the next big thing. They are They are currently big. Yeah, they're big. They're, they're huge. They're quite big. And a lot of metal guys, a lot of like normie metal guys love these guys. I, this I, is I'm arena like, death metal. It is. If, if there was an arena for them. I mean, they have big... I don't think they play arenas, but they play big... Maybe in Europe they do. They definitely um, play the, all the big festivals and yeah. shit like that. You know, these guys are like walking stars. Um... But they're big here. I know a lot of guys that like these guys. They just like the whole Viking. They like the whole romanticism about the Viking thing. This is the kind of band, if you saw them, you'd get, get down and start rowing, you know? You'd start doing that. <laughs> Remember we saw that? It's the uh, safety moment. I felt like such a boomer. I was like, what? I was like, what are you like, kids doing? Get up, everyone. I was like, why? What did I miss? When did this start? Uh, anyway. You know what? I think it's acceptable to row to this. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess anything, that's, probably to that, that's probably where that came from. It probably came from kids going to Amonomoth shows, and, you know, they're like, hey, let's start rowing. We're Vikings. But, yeah, it's that whole romantic Viking, and not in a Man of War kind of way. Like, it's a more, I mean, you know, these guys don't have a guitar player that, that had kitty porn that we know of. Uh, so, right, never, let's move on. Never going to let Man of War down on that one. Okay, let's pause it for a second. Now, I don't think we need to tell this story because we're already here too long. Okay, well. The, the, I was going to put Meshuggah on this list. Uh, we took Muffalista because... Uh, I insisted because they are yeah, not death metal and never have been. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're in that whole scene. They were in the scene. They're they Swedish. Were, they were there. But um, they um, are really the purveyors of Gent, which I hate. I mean, these guys, they were always considered kind of like... Why are we talking about Meshuggah? I just want to mention them real quick, why they're not on this list. You know, they were obviously always very chun 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 And they're a little bit proggy in a way. But um, they're like, you know, seven-string guitar guys that don't have headstocks, which I had a major argument with. Oh, my God. On, we, um, need, we need to speed up here. Come on. No, no, no. We have time. We have time. No, we, we don't. Time. I have all the time, though. Um, but I just wanted to talk about these guys really quick. But, yeah, they're not. They're we just, should do an episode on Jen and kill oh, ourselves yeah, oh, afterward. There is definitely going to be an episode on Jen. And we can talk about Meshuggah then. Yeah. But I don't like Jen. I made it very clear. I don't like it. I don't like everything about them. Jen is where incels and internet guitarists can go for music, okay? Fuck all of you Jen people. I don't care how good you are. I don't care. No one cares. No one cares, okay? Like, in the 1990s, we didn't care how good you were. You know, we cared how, like, how brutal you were. You know, you guys just aren't brutal. 
Let's listen to a good band. Vomitorium. Very Roman. <laughs> Meet me at the vomitorium where we will eat each other's vomit. That's what the Romans used to do. Actually, I don't, I don't think, think they that did was that. True. I don't they think that was true. Ate until they threw up. Yeah, I don't think they ate each other's vomit. They no. cleansed themselves by vomiting. Yes, but some say they used to eat each other's vomit. I don't think that was true. That's kind of gross. Anyway, vomit, vomitory. <laughs> the ravenous dead uh, from the Carnage Euphoria record uh, formed in the late '80s, like most of these bands. Um, go ahead, you read it, you read this. But releasing the Bulkford catalog in the 90s, 2000s, this is a kind of a classic Stockholm sound, I would say. Uh-huh, legit. Some riffy, primitive-sounding death metal, no melodic elements. Went through a number of line of changes before parting ways. Like many of these bands. Uh, but they played a reunion show in 2018, which inspired them to get back together. But they haven't done anything okay. since then. So they're kind of like going for that pentagram effect, in a way. You know, like, uh, I mean, they've, they've smelled the air and they've yeah, like, death like, metal is back, and particularly this kind of death metal. Oh, yeah, is people back. love this. So, these guys can, if these guys release another album, they might get noticed. These guys can open for Repugnant as know, well. I don't think they ever quite made it. I mean, they, they you know, they were in the mid 90s, they rode, rode the death metal wave, but they never, you know, they, that, were not, they were nowhere near the big four. That Swedish guy told me to put these guys in the That dude. I mean, they sound good. They do, they're legit. They sound good, they're legit. In every uh, way. And they're back, and I think if they release something new, they're gonna uh-huh. they'll probably make it, make it do well. Yeah, they can open for um, Repugnant and Gatekeeper. <laughs> okay, they can be the opening, and Repugnant opening, opening, opening act. Like the opening, the first act that you're not there for, that you got there late and you didn't see. Um, so anyway, so that, that's, you know, legit, man. Anyway. Legit. It's good stuff. I enjoy listening to them. This next song, what do you know? They're called Bloodbath. Such colorful names. Um, Church of Vestitas. Vestitas. What is a Vestitas? I don't know, but it's got a church. Church of Vestitas. From the Morbid Funeral. Grand Morbid Funeral album. It's a grand morbid funeral. So uh, what do we know about these guys? Oh. This is a super group. Oh, not you. Oh, this was the super group. Okay. Because I knew Dan Swano. Oh, this is the the super group with the guy from... Okay, can you read this? Okay. So, I'm glad you found this. Dan Swano and Michael Ackelfeld of Ackelfeld, and also members of Catatonia, who we ah. mentioned before. This is an instance of a bunch of proggy guys and Very proggy guys, guys hanging out, and we're like, you know, like let's get together and make a real man's mm. caveman death battle. Let's band. combine the two. Interesting. They're like, we've been, you know, trying to move past, you know, primitive death metal, but let's uh, actually make it. Let's join up. So Let's... they made this band to celebrate, you know, the entombed records they uh, enjoyed in their youth. Because I was like looking and for that. death metal too. They, yeah, they, they, com- they combine everything. I was looking for that. Ba- I was like, oh, I heard of some super group that the guy from uh, that Don Swano and, and Michael Ogrefet was in. This was the band. I couldn't like find them. But, this was the band. Okay, it was Bloodbath. But uh, Swano and Ackerfeld have gone, have left the band throughout the years. Yes. Although they both notably all came together to perform at. Bakken in yeah. 2005. Where everyone performs. A nice uh, DVD of that performance where they're all covered in blood and ripped up shirts. Ah. Very far from Opeth. Oh, yeah, very. Uh, <laughs> see, the guy from Opeth, he, you know, he knows. Even though he looks like a nerd, even though he looks like he should be in fish, you know, he, he you know, he could brutal. He's like, Look, I'm a real death metal guy, okay? Yeah, he, he comes from, uh, you know. But even without, you know, Dan Swano and Michael Ackerfeld, they're still around. I don't know, I'm not sure what Dan Swano went back to the music store. They still got uh, the Catatonia guys, and they've got another person from Opeth, a drummer. Catatonia just sounds like a prog band. 
I don't think they're frogs. Is that I'm frog? not sure what they are. I, we should, I didn't put them on the list because there was too many bands. I, they're I not they're, death metal. They're, they're, okay. They don't belong on the list. Their name can go on. They are Swedish. They're in the scene. Yeah. The scene guys. They're definitely, you know, orbiting around that. Anyway, but this bloodbath is pretty good, I would say. Yeah, this is legit. People should listen to this. It is legit. This is an interesting... These guys is, know what know. they're doing. Yeah. Anything with Dan Swano on guitar, you want to be like, hey, what's going on here? You know, or, or is Dan Swano on guitar, or is he like playing like the, the marimba or something? I don't know. But I, I like the idea of them all getting together and being like, aren't you just sick of your shit sometimes? Yeah. just want to make some, Let's just some come basic together. ass music. Let's stop with this poetry, the, the city of the moon. Make a band called Bloodbath. And no, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like something like David Grohl would do when he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this thing with this Nazi, you know? It's like the same thing. These guys are just, you know, these guys that are usually melodic. Let's, you know, this part's a little bit melodic. Not melodic. They're proggy, I would say. Yeah, proggy. But um. But this is this is much more brutal than anything. Yeah. Else yeah, they're not having acoustic interludes or jazz. Uh, very interesting, guys. Very interesting. Bloodbath, Church of Vestitas. Vestitas. Um, these guys, these guys are like the biggest name. Are they? Are so, they bigger than Amon Amarth? They're up there. They're, 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 this name comes up a lot on current metal radio. I didn't even know they were Swedish. I thought they were from Tennessee. I got to mix up a different band. This is Soil Work. Yeah. Death, Resonance, yeah. off the album. Death, What resonance. do you know? Um... And I consider this an illustration of how melodic death metal goes bad, or rather gets worse. Yeah, these guys are also, just like Inflames, these guys are also, they were of course mentioned in the same sentence as Inflames, these guys are also responsible for where shit metal is today. Let's just take a moment to enjoy how terrible this, this song is. This is so bad. Um, they would go on from being a kind of traditional metal death band to pioneers in the burgeoning metalcore scene. Yes. And they are sadly still here today. Of course, why wouldn't they be? Um, this, uh, oh, this is the guy from the Join Negative. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's from this band. Yes, fun fact. Yes. A long-time drummer. That guy. Dirk Verberian left yes. in 2014 to play in Megadeth. I don't know if he's so, still in Megadeth. I think some other guy is. Congrats to him. I think he was in, I don't know if he's in Megadeth anymore. I'm not I don't sure know. if he is. Um, but, yeah, this is like, ugh, this is like why music is bad, like shit today. <laughs> Because, like this, I put this band here as an example, because you know to show you where Swedish death metal went in the, you know, in the well, where mid, mid melodic death metal. Went. Yeah. Or what melodic death metal allowed to happen? Yeah, it started. It didn't mean to. I think it didn't mean to. Um, but it all went there, and it's that current sound that all these children like in metal today. Like I don't know. Why would it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the next Ugh. band. The next band's pretty good. Vomitorium. <laughs> Vomitorium is way better. Than I'm this. going to vomit all over and these guys and not eat it. Okay. Okay. These guys are lick. Oh wait, why do I have necromancy here? Can I take these guys off? What about necromancy? The song, is, the song is called Necromancer. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought that was the band Necromancer. Sorry. I think it was... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, my bad. My biggity bad. Um, okay. Lick. What's a lick? A lick? A lick is the Swedish word for corpse. Corpse. Which I didn't know because, you know, you can play a lot of fantasy games. You know, yeah. You, you know, you'll encounter a lick. A lick. 
So yeah. that's the etymology of, of lich comes from uh, some uh, lich lord. Lick. Lick. Demolich. But this is a new band. Uh, but they're here. They're keeping the playing old school. Ah, for sure. They, they formed only in, in 2014. This is but a like a gate creeper of of. Well, this is a... no, because everyone who was in this band was already deep in the scene. Like this is not like young kids. Oh, oh, it's older guys. Um, every single member is at least in at least one other band currently. Oh, okay. Not just past bands. Not kids. Okay. And uh, they've been in other. They've been in or played live with mm. Repugnance, okay, okay. Grave, so, so. Catatonia again. Okay, so it's all a bunch of. Older I think dudes. there's like current member of Catatonia in this band. Catatonia's like they're everywhere. It's a bunch of gray-haired guys. I don't know how old they guys. are, but they, this is not their first band. This is not the first rodeo. Mm. They know what they're doing. Okay, so not, I thought they were kids. No, I was like very impressive kids. If you want to listen to a band that's kids, I think that band Bastard Grave. Oh yes, we'll get into that. We'll get into that stuff. That's a different um, episode. Um, the I bet that the drummer's also the singer, but I checked out a, a live video and he wasn't doing it. So maybe the team old guy could give him some lessons. Okay. Yeah. But no, these guys are pretty legit. Uh, got a, they're riding that new wave of old school death metal. They're doing it well. So hot right now. Yeah, these guys are legit. Totally. I was told by the Swedish guys to specifically add this band. I was like, who's Lick? In reaction to soil work, we have this. Yes, this is like, oh, things are okay. They're... Things aren't that bad. If you look, if you search, you will find. And that goes to today's all music. Google, oh, music sucks. If you search, you will find. Samantha searches all day for good music, and she finds it. It's there. Stop falling for soil work. Stop getting mad about soil work. Don't listen yeah. to soil work. It's garbage. Go on Spotify. It's all there. Um, and find it. Uh, we're going to do an episode where we're going to show you soon, within a couple of weeks, we're going to show you of all the good music that's out there. We're going to show you. We're going to educate you. Anyway, this so is the next song. Stop complaining. Moving on from Lick. Good stuff. Who's this? It's Entombed again. Again? Entombed AD. Why are they called AD? How dare they? Well, it... Didn't Ghost do that? It was kind of hard to tell. <laughs> well, that was because there was a totally different... Everyone does band. that. This is a thing where, like... <laughs> it's hard... I. I I couldn't really tell what was going on. Yeah, it's a member almost. thing. But I'm pretty sure this band, they've got LG Petrov in it. This is the railer band. It, no, I don't think so. I think actually. it is. I LG, disagree. The, Entombed AD is LG Petrov and nobody else. Uh, oh, there's nobody else in the band? The, no. The, the, the guy... I mean, they've got no. a, not, not, none of the other original guys. Are none of them? I don't think so. Any, um, I'll look it up on the Metal Archives. But the thing I, is, the confusing thing is that Entombed is also still around. Yes, and they are. Which is weird, because I never heard They released a live album in like 2017 I feel or like something. this band is doing way better than the other They are, band. but... Why? Entombed, no suffix, released a live album, but otherwise they have not released any new material since like mm. 2007. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Entombed AD with LG Petrov over here has been releasing, has like three albums. Yeah, they've been releasing a lot of Over the past like five years or so. Yeah. But, like, I'm pretty sure he's the only, uh, you know, original member of Entombed in Entombed AD. I thought there was another guy. Because he's just a singer. I thought there was someone else that was from the original band. Um... Uh, maybe Ollie Dahlstedt? I don't think he was an original member. Yeah, he's not an original, original member, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, he, none the only of the legit other... member is, is, is LG Petrov. Interesting. 
Yes. So like Alex Helled. Uh, They're all. Are they all with the other? Serialand are are listed. And Nick Anderson are listed in the original. Right, but they aren't still. really doing anything. No, they're not really doing anything. They're just that holding the name. Wise. They were awarded the name. Yes. So um, this guy got all like the press, though. Well, he's the only one doing anything. That's true, because he's actually doing something. Yeah. So, so I don't know where I stand on this. Um, yeah. I've, I've listened to this album a good deal. I evaluated it. Um, these are the guys that tour. I, like, I've heard of these guys touring a lot. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the song is called Worlds Apart, not to be confused with the Journey song. That's a good song. I love that song. Yeah, everyone loves that song. I wouldn't, you know. It's not a cover or anything, as you know. Um, from the Bowls, Bowls Earth, Bowls Earth. Bowels? But, you know, it, 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 it does sound like in tune, like later in tune. It's got that kind of... Well, it went back, because obviously two went to do any changes. This went yeah, more for like a it's conservative It's continuing like, the, uh, like the, the death and roll side, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, which they yeah they went very death and roll. If you want to know what death and roll is, listen to like some middle era in tunes. Um, they, went, they went to a lot of places, you know. So, but with Swedish, the Swedes do that, though. They're not going to... A lot of them aren't going to remain um, stagnant. Maybe like some American death metal bands. Someone like Dia. Like, I don't think Dia side ever went rock and roll. <laughs> I don't think they did anyway. Uh, but anyway, that's all of them. People. That's it? That's all of them. That wasn't too long, was it? No. <laughs> it wasn't. It was pretty long. Uh, it's been. Oh, how'd that get in there? Woo! <laughs> I think that's somehow like the second time that's happened. Oh, Cathedral got on there. Um, but. So, what did we learn from Swedish death metal? Um, I don't know. It ruined music today. Some of it. Melodic death metal. Honestly, this could have been two episodes. Maybe. Uh, I think Bruno. melodic death deserved its yeah. own. Well, yeah. Because it's that. so different. It's it's yeah. related only in geography. Yeah. So, I object it's a different to thing. everything we just did. Object. <laughs> I'm losing control here. My wife is objecting to my podcast. Um, but I wanted to get this out of the way. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go too much. I, I didn't want to go as far as I went into this, but I, I didn't think I needed to, but, I, but we did. It's more complicated than we thought this was. Because I'm learning about Swedish death metal, along with you fans, fan out there. Um, I think, yeah, the melodic stuff, maybe the regular stuff kind of reinvigorated metal in a lot of ways. And the melodic stuff really breeded a lot of the music that we don't, that old people like me and Samantha don't like today in metal. Maybe some of you kids like it. Maybe some of you older people like what's going on in contemporary, like normie, um, liquid metal. I just compare it with what I hear at liquid metal. Maybe that's the, or maybe WSOU. I don't know. Um, that's like uh, an indicator I have what like is going on with young people in metal but of course not all young people are into shitty stuff like there's a lot of shows we go to that we'll go to like local shows I mean we don't go there. to the bad shows we so. don't that's we don't true know. we, we don't do know not there. we don't see who's that will work maybe it's full um, of boomers but I say when we go to like see Enforcer or something like that, there's young people there's a lot of young people there thrash babies thrash babies there's a lot of thrash babies there's a lot of death metal babies there's a lot of young kids that I see that love Gate Creeper that are like rocking Gate Creeper I'm like how do you know about Gate I Creeper I don't know Gate Creeper is going melodic they are, that's true. Great Creeper has a very Swedish sound. Very Swedish sound. That's why people like them. Like, they're doing that sound that people... are doing it well. They're doing that sound very well. I keep calling out Gate Creeper, because they're like the thing in death metal right now. They're very big. The guy with the mustache, whatever his name is, 
Um, I'm sorry, I can never. He's a Chase. I, I can never get your name. His name is Chase. His name is Chase. Hey, he's Chase. a member of the League of Chase. Calling out Chase from the League of Chase, guys <laughs> that look like Bob Seger. Um, <laughs> yes, for the men of name Chase that look like Bob Seger, um, that's you and the other Chase from Portland, Oregon. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you're doing something there. I like what you know. I, I saw you, and I, I seen Gatekeeper. I never heard of them. They opened for two offer uh, better for. Um, Nails tool, nails tool, <laughs> wrong tool. Nails. Uh, they open for nails. Whatever happened to nails? They, they used to be like the hipster shit. Now they're. I haven't. They're resting. They're resting. They were. They were too fucking loud. They made. They were so loud. They went through my earplugs, and I and I couldn't hear. Um, brain damage is still there. Gate creeper. Yeah, it was definitely brain damage as well. Gate creeper. Um, and uh, an intoxicolog also went for. It was a cool show. Um, but a lot of yeah, all those guys are on tour right. Everyone's on tour right now. Anyway, Sweden is a hotbed of culture. It is. It always has been. You know, as I've called they, out before. I think, you know, replicated the sound of Florida. Yeah, they did gave it. Gave a little twist of their own. They, they, and also they came up way. with a whole new horrifying genre they of added, melodic you, death metal. Listen, they forced their Euro into it. And we'll get into that, what that means. Uh, but they're like, hey, this is Europe. Watch this. We're, our band is named after a city on a novel from a novel that you've never heard of. <laughs> You know, it is an opera. You know, like yeah. You know, I was like, okay, um, but you know, we're gonna get into. I did, you know, obviously I did a whole episode on Swedish music before the the Bjorn Too Late. You know about the retro Swedish bands, and that's where, like, you know, I mentioned the helicopters and stuff. Uh, you know, because the Swedes obviously they have this wide dynamic range in music. They take it maybe more seriously than we do, in a lot of ways. You know, in the same way like the Japanese do, in a different way. But, you know, they're kind of very passionate about it, I guess. I've never been over there, but it seems like they are. They're very into um, preserving a lot of this great art in, in, in many different ways. Um, but, yeah, that, that's where it's going. I think, like, the melodic bands inspired that contemporary sound. Like, like, like you know what's a Swedish band that I hate? Avatar. <laughs> fucking clown metal. They're that, Swedish? Yeah. What, what do you think they were? No, yeah. I don't what, know. Do you, what do you think they were? Yeah, they I could, never thought very much they, about them. They could be from but. they could be from LA. I don't know. But no, they yeah, they're Swedish. And they come from that melodic sound, but they're they kind of sound like in a way like a Swedish like um who are those Armenian guys? Why can't they? <laughs> the system of a down. They kind of do that in a way. System that of a down is way better. Oh than yeah, the system of a down is way better. Well, no better down. System of a down is new metal, but fine, I don't care. Um but yeah, bands like Avatar or the Butcher Babies, two bands that I fucking can't stand. It's like, why are you making music? Stop making music. Um, you know, the Butcher Babies are terrible. The guy from Anthrax is married to the girl. The I think they're Babies. just dating. Oh, they're just dating. Excuse me. Okay. He needs a hot girl. You know, he's, he's this, you know, cool man. He's like, you know, like, whatever, dude. Okay. But, you know, hey, if you want, you know, the hot girl, that's fine. But she's terrible at music, okay? She's in a terrible band. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it's just that those are two examples of bands that are just that bother me when I hear them on the radio because they're like kind of radio bands. But the Avatar really annoys the shit out of me. I just can't take it. Anything else? No, I think that's it. <laughs> so melodic death metal. You got kind of just you you, you you unleash something. And not only I mean, new metal too as well. And we're gonna. I think we're gonna get into a series of episodes where we talk about music we hate. I like doing that. It makes me happier. <laughs> you know, 
I don't want to do about. that. I want to. It'd be fun. It's we, talk hard. About, we could talk about new metal. We could talk about gen. We could talk about all, all kinds of. Let's make a stuff. new metal episode. That's easy. Yeah, that's easy. We got to get into that. But no, but let's. Before we end the year, we had, we need to go over your list that you so um, uh, painstakingly came up with because it's a very important list. You know, because you've heard all the other lists. You've seen Vince Neil Stein's list. You, you've seen um, Axel Rosenberg's list. And they have interesting lists. It's the revolver list, and you've seen the Decibel revolver list. list, which oh yeah, which what's the greatest band? Well, of course, Tool and uh, let's and talk Super about Band. it on that episode. And uh, you know, all right, what did Corey Taylor say? Uh, but no, we're not going. We promise you, we might not have Tool. Sorry, shoot us. We might not have Tool, tool number one, on number two. Yes, we might not have Tool on our. They, we might have not found room on our list for Tool or Slipknot. I don't know why they're so popular. How could we? Um, but everyone has a list. Everyone influential in the metal world has a list. And all the lists are legitimate. So we're going to have the correct list. Except for Loudwire. Um, but no, we have the correct list. I, though I've got to say, I you know, Vince Neilstein's list, I was I was impressed with it. It's not. I was a, not impressed. It's not you were metal. easily impressed. I was like, whoa, Vince, this is kind of interesting. It's like, ooh, how interesting. And the I guy li- from Metal Sucks made a list that was mostly was not mostly metal. It was mostly not metal. It was very, like, sort of indie-ish, hipstery stuff. Like really like stuff that's like cutting edge, like if you're cool. And now you know, but I was some of it I was like, oh, this, is, this is pretty good, Vince. Uh, that's no, that's easy. Pick, just picking the cool shit and putting it on your list is easy. I think he's and, into it. Like I, I think he's a coward not, move. Listen, I think Vince Nielsen isn't really a metal guy. I think he was a guy that wasn't a metal, but he's kinda like this older guy. Who's like oh, he's probably like around my age and he's probably like you know, he's probably into one of those he's probably kinda like a chuck kind of guy, you know. Alright, let's talk about this later. Let's end this episode. Ending the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know? That um, that I want to thank you for listening, and be sure to follow us on social media, including Twitter at Here Lies Now. Really, no, don't look at our Twitter. I don't write on Twitter. I might tweet sometimes. Oh, wait, you do it. I'm not doing. I am not. I am not like the well, president. Well, if you ever have a thought that you want, I don't have to thoughts. Know about. I don't have thoughts. <laughs> yeah, right. He doesn't. No have one thoughts. cares. I am more of a boomer than the president. Okay, I, I like he's like a 16 year old girl. Me, I'm like, what's that? The president's like, okay, boomer. But. Facebook. You know, some 70-year-old guy is saying that to me. Okay, Facebook. Here lies me. I'll check out our Facebook. I put stupid memes up that I didn't make myself on there that I steal from um, the hard times. <laughs> you know, but so does Loudwire, so fuck them. Uh, Instagram. Here, uh, Metal Eyes here. Sometimes a pretty picture. If we go to a show, right, I'm going to take some pictures of my stupid phone, and uh, we'll have pictures. There's a couple of pictures of, like, Matt Pink up there we saw the other week. Right? We saw Matt Pike in Power Trip. That was cool. Yeah. That was awesome, people. It was in Asbury talk Park. About that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But um, um, I didn't almost drown at that show. Let's finish this up. And Gmail, here lies middle. People, email me at here lies middle at Gmail. Do not contact me on SoundCloud. I will not read it. Like I'm, just, I don't SoundCloud. I was not expecting anyone to try to contact me on, on our source page, our RSS page. Okay. Uh, be sure to subscribe to Here Metal on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or especially Spotify. And hey, we have a YouTube show now. Uh, it's probably going to be canceled in two days because YouTube is going to cancel everyone. But um, our, our news shows we're going to put up. We can't put a show like this on. We'll get striked. Striked. Struck. Struck. Uh, so we can't put this show on. But I can put the news episodes on. And we're going to make a news episode maybe tonight or tomorrow. We're going to put another one on. Then it's going to get canceled the next day. But that's fine. Uh, we might do it live. I'm like, I'm just put it on Facebook. Yeah. Well, um, if I can't put it on Facebook, I can't simulcast on Facebook yet. Uh, I'll figure that out. I'd like to put it on Facebook. It would be actually cool to put it on Facebook. Well, I'll put the link on Facebook, but I don't think I could, we could go live to Facebook because it's more complicated to go on Facebook. 
Yes. Yes. We don't have a Patreon. Don't send me any money. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. And you don't deserve it. Um, I'll get money from other places. Don't send me any. Don't send me any money. Now they're all sending me money. That's how it works. Don't. Do not subscribe. Do not subscribe. Like my song goes. Um, it's a great song. Negative. It is a good song. Negative reinforcement will make will awaken you. Uh, so yeah, that's the episode for today. We're gonna do more episodes. Uh, we're gonna do our year-end stuff. I just, I really, I'm really interested in that. I want to go over all that wonderful music Samantha has been listening to. Um, it's all good music that you should be listening to. So once again, I am not this, and this is Samantha, and we have been the Hero Lives Metal Podcast once again with another playlist on Tuesday's Death Metal. We will be bringing you more playlists. Hey, you know what else I'm gonna do, people? I am going to, if we still have a YouTube state channel, I am going to make animated episodes of our past ep- our past episodes. Like, say, for, for example, that Matthew Hopkins episode. I want to, like, put that on there. And I want to, like, sort of put like, pictures behind it, like a slideshow of, you know, pictures that are, you know, I guess if I'm telling a story, and I'm, like, you know, showing you pictures of it. I'm going to try to do that, but that takes work. So, I'm going to try to do that with our former episodes. And we need to make new educational episodes. We haven't, I don't think we've done one together, have we? Actual, epi- you know, educational episode. History. Yeah, history. Like, like, not a playlist, but like. I don't care about educating people. I, I want to, but I want to. <laughs> you can do that yourself. I told them all. Maybe I should do this alone. I should just be like, hello, this is me. My wife hates me. She hates all of you. And um, I'm going to talk to you about um, something. This budget. This was educational. Yes, but I want to like have one with no music. I'm, I'm going to just talk about. I'll tell you a story of something that. I'm going to tell you the history of this pedal. Yeah, well, I don't know if I'm going to go there. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go there. Like, I don't know if I want to go gear with the with, with the podcast. But I'm going to go, like, you know, like some, something like Matthew Hopkins. It's very metal. I feel every song is about like that. So something. Or, or, you know, The Acid King. Did we do The Acid King? Yes. Oh, there we go. The Acid King was a historic episode. So, yeah, more stuff like that. I want to do more stuff like that. So, yeah. So, anyway. Ta-ta. Uh, have a good metal week. We'll be, we'll be giving you a news episode very quickly. Very soon. We're going to try and go live. Let's talk about whatever it is in the news cycle and all the stupid bullshit that's going on right now. So, yeah, once again, people, have a good week and good night and good luck.